Hello, and welcome to Student Stories, a PRSSA podcast. This series highlights various PRSSA students as they navigate the communications industry, share insights, and tell their unique PRSSA story. These are all stories for students, by students, about students. I'm your host, Kimberly Hurd, member of the PRSSA National Publications Subcommittee. This episode features Aaron Lewis, the 2021 to 2022 PRSSA National Vice President of Fundraising and Events. She is a senior at the University of Florida, where she studies public relations with an event management minor and has a certificate in international communication. She has worked as a public relations intern for Upward PR and is currently the communications manager of the Gator Wesley Foundation. She has previously served as the University of Florida chapter of PRSSA's Director of District Conference. Today, we're going to take a look back at the stories of the Sunshine State District Conference Erin ran in the spring of 2021. Hi, Erin. How's it going? Hi, it's going good. What about you? Good. Thank you so much for joining us for PRSSA podcast today. Um, How is your semester going so far? Yeah, it's going good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to be here. This semester has been so busy, but so, so good and so rewarding. Awesome. Well, that's great to hear. So we can just dive right in and talk about your path to PRSSA. So first, kind of talk about what inspired you to join PRSSA. Like, when did you join? What was that initial process like? Definitely. So I joined PRSSA my freshman year of college. Um, I was just looking to get involved, to meet other people in my major, and my cousin actually was a PR major um, at a different school, and she told me that her PRSSA club was so impactful in her career um, and in her college experience, and so I knew that I had to find the one at UF, Um, and so I did that, and I'm so, so glad I ended up joining, and it took me a little bit longer (laughs) to really get involved, Um, but no matter what, it was it was so rewarding just right off the bat. And I definitely met a lot of people, recognized them in my classes, and then, you know, kind of got to a point where I got involved, got to know people even better, and really kind of built out my resume because of it. That's awesome. Did you like always know you were going to be a PR major? Like when did you decide that this was the path you wanted to go on? Yeah, so originally I actually applied to college as an architecture major, Um, totally different, (laughs) not even in the communication sphere, but I really liked design, I really liked creativity, my dad works in construction, and so I thought, you know, this is something cool and fun and different than anything I've ever done before, why not be an architecture major? And I actually got to preview um, for the University of Florida, which is basically like our weekend where you sign up for classes and tour campus and they brain dump a ton of information on you (laughs) right before you start college. And I realized that that was not for me. Um, And so I was there. I have a background in communications just in high school. I was in a yearbook. I was editor in chief. Um, I've always loved communicating. And so it naturally, it just felt right to go over across the street to the College of Journalism and Communications. And public relations just felt like the best fit. It's creative, it's writing, it's working with people. It's all of the things that I love um, just all at once. (laughs) And so I switched that weekend and never looked back. So here I am now, four years later, and very, very glad (laughs) that I did that. 
That's awesome. Yeah. My biggest fear was always like, I never want to be someone who switches my major like halfway into college, but with PR, it's really easy to stick to it. I think. Definitely. Definitely. And I feel like everything I've done since then has just proven that I made the right choice. Cause I just love what I'm doing. Awesome. So what made you apply to become the director of district conference for UFPRSSA? Yeah. So interestingly, I actually didn't even apply for that position. I got to be a part of the conference committee as the hospitality director. So I was kind of overseeing a lot of the hotel side of things with the event um, and name badges, bags, you know, that sort of that sort of part of the conference, because our conference was supposed to happen in May or March. March of 2020. Um, But as we all know, March of 2020 blew up in everybody's face. (laughs) So we had to reschedule the conference. And because our original director graduated, um, they asked if I would step up and take over as director, which I was very um, nervous, but also excited that they asked me to do so. So of course, I said yes, I didn't want to turn down a great opportunity. And then the conference happened about a year later in February of 2021. And yeah, it was great. I originally applied because I have an event management minor and I was just looking for some sort of experience that kind of combined communications and events. Um, I didn't have a ton of event experience or really a lot of experience at all. And I felt like that was just a good way to get my foot in the door in PRSSA. And then it kind of evolved into this really big thing that I'll probably talk about for the rest of my life. Um, And that also, you know, helped me gain the connections to be where I am today, which is on the National Committee for PRSSA say. That is awesome. So throughout that whole process and your role in particular, what are the most valuable skills that you gained from that? Mm -hmm. I think that there's countless skills that, you know, whether it's just knowing how events work, knowing how hotels communicate, those stuff, I mean, that's all so, so valuable. But I think what I've really learned the most is just how to communicate with people. And I know that's so broad and so basic, but being able to work with a team of people and like see something through from absolutely nothing to the final steps and like the post review process is so valuable. And I think it gave me so much to think about in terms of time management, in terms of communicating with professionals versus students, um, paying attention to detail. You know, a lot of our speakers and sponsors commended the fact that we had like individual run of shows for every single person. Um, and that was definitely not required, but it was just that extra attention to detail and going that extra mile. And with all of, all of the aspects of the event that I think really made a difference. And that's definitely something I'm just going to carry with me for really the rest of my life, (laughs) probably. And I also think, um, you know, just learning how to function with people, how to plan an event of that size, how to um, recruit speakers and sponsors. I mean, those are all things that you're going to have to do in some sort of capacity, even if it's not for an event. So it's definitely cool that I got to not only experience that, but oversee it. (laughs) Um, There's definitely a lot there and so much that I'm grateful for. I think that's the coolest part too. It's this was like the most prime example of PRSSA in action, like actually having the chance to not only like meet professionals, but to communicate with them, to be giving them a run of show and telling them what the event's going to be like, like that puts the power in your hands 
which is exactly why we joined PRSSA to get those opportunities. Exactly. And it's, it's almost like in that instance, you're the professional, um, even though we're still students, it's giving us this tangible experience that we never would have had otherwise, or we wouldn't have gotten until, you know, six years from now when one of our clients needs an event planned. And so it's so, so valuable. And not only on the planning side, but also on the attendee side that we get to all go and be together and network with other people that are also up and coming in the industry that, hey, we might be sitting next to them in a New York office one day, like you never know. And so it's just a really great way to see PRSSA in action, to feel it, to see the network um, and really connect people from all over. So taking what you learned from this role in the district conference, how have you applied those skills to what you're currently doing now in the PRSSA National Committee? Definitely. Yeah, I think that what I did as conference coordinator is kind of the perfect transition into my role now because I have this experience pre-COVID and also during COVID with planning events. And because the state of the world is so uncertain right now, our our district conferences that are happening in the spring are a mix of in-person, virtual, hybrid, um, all of which I kind of have experience with now, even just from the one conference that I planned. And so I get to kind of be somebody that is helping oversee these conferences and also helping them, helping them troubleshoot, talking through issues that they might come up with. So it's definitely a really great experience to have, even if it was so stressful at the time to have to pivot and not know knowing, you know, that COVID would become what it is. So yeah, those skills have definitely helped me. And, and now as national vice president of events and fundraising, I am not only helping our district conferences and helping them, you know, come to life, but also helping chapters with general events, you know, trying to encourage cross chapter events, trying to help troubleshoot potential virtual event issues or in-person event issues. And and also the fundraising side, because fundraising is so, so important. And now that some schools are transitioning back to in-person, those costs get a little higher if you're trying to have pizza at chapter meetings or trying to do t-shirts. So just trying to, you know, troubleshoot and make sure that everyone who, who wants to be in PRSSA can, and every chapter is really having the best, the best year that they can. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's so great that you get to do that. And I think what we don't always think about is obviously having COVID happen in the middle of our college careers always seemed like such a negative and that we were missing out on something, but When it comes to preparing us for the professional world, getting to see our college life pre-COVID, during COVID, and now kind of in this recovery stage, like this is giving us so many more skills than we ever thought that we would have. Oh, definitely. I mean, not only with the conference that I planned, but even other experiences that I've had, you know, I've how I've now had in-person agency experience, but I've also had virtual agency experience. And, I, you know, so I, I feel like we've gotten to do so much that people that are in the industry and have been in the industry for years and years and years didn't get the chance to do until they were 30 years into their career. Whereas we get to start with this versatile, you know, toolkit, I guess, of, of different things that we've experienced, different problems that we've solved. I mean, I feel like we all got a crash course in crisis communications, whether or not we've ever actually learned about crisis communications. Yeah. And now we almost have like 
an opportunity at us that since we can do virtual, we can do in person, we can do hybrid, that when we're going into our careers, we in some cases might have the choice. And then when we don't have the choice, we know how to plan for whichever it may be. Definitely. And we know how to handle the workload. You know, we know how to time manage. We know how to not just sit in our room all day, every day, (laughs) even if we're working nine to five. Exactly. So what is your favorite part of the position that you have right now being VP of fundraising and events? And why is that your favorite? That's a good question. I feel like there have been so many highlights. And I mean, we just started not that long ago, just a few months. um, And I can't believe it's already October. (laughs) Like, I feel like, you know, the fact that I'm already halfway through my quote unquote term is just insane. Um, I think what I have enjoyed with the most is getting to connect with chapters from literally all over the globe. Um, you know, I, there's two international district conferences happening in the spring. There's um, district conferences in, there's one in California, and I'm also the Western District Ambassador. So I've gotten to talk with a chapter from Hawaii, chapters from Arizona, California, um, you know, all over the country and the globe. And that is so so special that, you know, there's all these people all over that are kind of doing the same thing in a way, um, or, you know, together for the same purpose, trying to achieve the same goals. Um, It's very unifying and encouraging. And to hear like similar chapters having similar issues with recruitment or with fundraising, it's very much empowering to be like, yeah, we're all in this together and we're going to figure it out and we're going to get through and we're going to have a great year. And, you know, I, I think that has been what is the most rewarding out of all of it is just getting to meet people, to talk to them, to hear their stories, and just to kind of, you know, see what it's like to be a part of PRSSA on a much bigger scale rather than just on the chapter level. That is really cool. I love the analogy you made earlier about someone that you're sitting next to networking with at a conference might be your coworker one day, because we mm-hmm. in our professors right now, like they're whenever they're bringing in guest speakers, they're talking about how this was their friend and they've known each other for 50 years and they've worked together. So while we grow into our careers, like we're going to see so many familiar faces just from having this opportunity to meet other PR students. Definitely. Yeah. And you know, I feel like I could very well be working with so many of the people that I'm working with right now in the future. And wouldn't that be so cool <laughs> to one day, you know, in 30 years be like, yeah, this is my friend. I, mm-hmm. I met them while I was in PRSSA and we just, you know, we kept getting coffee once a month or texting each other whenever we would see each other's favorite soft drink, you know, I don't know. <laughs> um, but there's something so, so special about having a global network or even just a national one. I love that. All right, so we're going to pivot a little bit and talk about some insight for students, kind of based on what your past experience is and how you think that future district conference coordinators can apply this into their roles. So from someone who has done it before, what advice do you have for current directors of district conference? I think the biggest thing is to trust yourself, um, to know that you can handle it, to know that it's going to work out and to be very flexible because even if you think you have absolutely everything figured out, 
no event goes perfect. <laughs> no event does, whether it's in the pre-planning, um, during the event, something will always change and that's okay. Um, that's kind of what makes the event what it is. And so I would just encourage all of them to be flexible, to be open to ideas, to, um, you know, have a lot of backup plans <laughs> in place, whether that's for speakers or for venues or, um, you know, for food options, whatever it may be just to, to be open-minded and to kind of roll with the punches because they're going to come, um, and things are going to come up, but you will get through it. And at the end of it, you know, during the event, after the event, you're going to look back and just be absolutely amazed with all of the work that you did and the incredible event that you put on. Thinking back, if you like can remember to before the conference happened, like, do you remember like what your biggest fear was maybe going into the weekend? And did it happen? I think um, I was very confident in the event that we planned and very confident in our ability to host it well, to make it happen. But I think my biggest fear was that people weren't going to enjoy it, that no matter what, despite all of the hard work that we put in and the details that we had planned and um, the menu we had chosen, that people were still going to be like, yeah, <laughs> you know, why, why did I spend my weekend here? And I don't think that was the case at all. Um, you know, I think that people see the value in what you're doing, that people see the value in events and, um, you know, whether they took something away from every single speaker, I'll never know. But I can, you know, feel very assured that every single person who attended got something out of it and had a good time, met new people, ate, you know, good food, <laughs> slept in a nice hotel. Um, you know, so I, I think at the end of the day, that fear is very rational and probably very common among event planners. <laughs> um, but the event was a success and, you know, all of your hard work does pay off. And I have, you have to think too, like no one is forcing anyone to attend. Like, obviously we're encouraging our fellow PRSSA members are encouraging our friends to join, but people are paying to be there and people are taking the time to travel and to actually mm -hmm. go. So if you want to be there, you're going to get something out of it. It's all about that mindset that you face going into it. So, and I truly think that if anyone is putting the effort in to attend, that they probably really do want to be there and then they're going to enjoy it. Definitely. Definitely. So why should students attend district conferences this year? And you could talk about whether it's an in-person event or if it's a virtual event, kind of the pros of both. Definitely. So I think, I mean, all of the district conferences, there's going to be nine in the spring. They are all going to be incredible events. Um, helping you learn a lot, helping you meet new people, helping you network with professionals. Um, there are so many opportunities to get plugged into different facets of PR. You know, whether you know what you want to do or you're not sure, these conferences are going to help teach you about different industries, are going to help connect you to real life job opportunities. Um, you know, from an in-person stance, I think, you know, in-person conferences, in-person events are unbeatable in the fact that you get to meet people, um, truly meet them, sit with them, talk with them, eat food with them and, you know, network in a way that, you know, not that virtual is any worse or any better, but in a way that's completely different than what you do at a virtual event. 
So, you know, that is so special. And if you have an in-person conference near you, I, you know, I can't recommend going to it more if possible. You're going to gain so many skills, hear from so many speakers, and it's just going to be a really great time. And like you were saying earlier, just such a tangible example of PRSSA and such a tangible thing that you can walk away with knowing like, this is so worth it. This was so worth my time. And as far as virtual events, you know, they're completely different. And same with hybrid, they kind of, hybrid's kind of in the middle, obviously. (laughs) But, you know, for virtual events, I think there is something so special about the fact that people can attend from all over. Um, They're so much more accessible. Um, You know, the topics, if it's something you're interested in, you don't have to pay for a flight to go to it. You can join from your room um, and still hear from these amazing speakers, learn about these amazing topics. And I think that that is so special because there's not a conference in every district. And even the districts where there are conferences, maybe it's not close to you or traveling isn't necessarily feasible. But that's why, you know, having these hybrid and virtual events are so important and um, is so exciting to me that that we have a mix of all three, because I feel like that means that every single person who wants to go to a conference has the ability to, whether it's an international conference or one about sports PR or one about nonprofit and government PR. I mean, the, the opportunities are endless. And so there really is something for everyone. I think like almost going back to what we were saying before, this is just another positive that came out of a really negative situation is how accessible hearing speakers talk and attending these conferences are now to people who maybe were never able to go. And now they have that option that they never did before. And who knows if, if COVID never happened, I wonder if we would still be doing so many virtual things or if that really was like what, lit the fire and that maybe it would have been way down the road where we started having virtual options to all of our in-person events. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I have a hard time thinking we'd be as virtual as we are today, but I also, you know, I, I kind of can't imagine not being as virtual as we are today for those exact reasons. You know, I feel like Um, A lot of people have realized the value of online meetings um, or hybrid meetings. And and in some ways, they're a lot more difficult or a lot more expensive. But at the same time, they really do bring people together from all over in a way that in-person events can't always do. Um, But in-person events also bring people together in a lot of ways virtual events can't do. So it's it's definitely cool to see the duality there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember thinking like when we first went home from school and we all thought it was just going to be two weeks. Like I knew in the back of my mind when everything was going remote, I was like, things are never going to be the same. Like Mm -hmm. we're going to, and in that moment it was so scary, but now it's like, look what everything that we've done with Mm -hmm. it. But like from that moment, just knowing that like, now we know that we can meet this way and we can work from home if we need to. And just seeing how all the effects of this is going to impact just the workforce in general. No, definitely. I mean, forever, you know, I I feel like there's so many companies switching to completely virtual work or kind of hybrid function. It's like, I don't know that that's ever really going to go away. Um, And that's exciting. I think there's a lot of flexibility and a lot of value in that. Um, Just like there's a lot of value in being in person too. Yeah. I think there's, there are pros to both, which is. Mm -hmm. So if you could go back in time, before let's let's take it back to when you first had those conversations about stepping out of the role of director of hospitality and into the role of director of district conference what would you go back and tell yourself 
Um, that's a great question. I think, I think I would tell myself that I'm a lot more capable than I think. Um, I think throughout the entire process, that was something that I struggled a lot with was just thinking, you know, what if it doesn't go well? What if, you know, we don't pull it off? What if, you know, what if it has to get rescheduled again? Like there were just so many what ifs. And I felt like I didn't know all of the answers and wait, why would I, <laughs> why would I know all of the answers and why did I think I needed to know all of the answers? Um, because I didn't and the event was so successful and, um, you know, it's, it's all about flexibility and in a way faking it till you make it, which is not necessarily the best mindset, but it works. <laughs> it works. Um, and having a strong team by your side, which I did, and I'm so thankful for, but, you know, I, I think, you know, me, I guess this was like a year and a half ago. Um, I would have told her that she's capable and it's going to be okay. And that it's okay that she doesn't know all of the answers because it'll all work out anyway. Um, I think that's really what I needed to remind myself a lot and what I ended up learning in addition to all of the tangible um, career development that I had. Yeah, you were so capable. You absolutely crushed it. It was such an amazing event. You're so good at what you do. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So I'd also love to hear about what maybe your career trajectory was like, like a year or two ago versus what path you're on now. And if the conference and being in that leadership role, if that changed it, or if that like reassured you that you were on the right path, or if it like what, where you kind of went from there. Definitely. So I think a couple of years ago, you know, my freshman, sophomore year of college, I really had no idea what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to do PR. I knew I liked, you know, really people facing the people facing side of PR. So less business to business um, and more consumer goods, hospitality, that sort of thing. I knew that that's what I liked. Um, but I, that was it. <laughs> that was all I knew. Um, and I think getting involved in the conference and having this experience it really did change everything. And not necessarily because now I know exactly what I'm going to do and where I'm going to be doing it, because I still don't know any of those things. However, I feel like it instilled a level of confidence in me um, that it's going to be okay and that I'm going to figure it out. And I also think getting involved kind of was the catalyst for everything else I've ever done. You know, applying to be on the district conference team led to me also applying to be a part of our student run agency at UF, which then also led to me, you know, applying to be, well, getting promoted to director of district conference, you know, so that was it of it in itself. And then, you know, applying for summer internships that I really didn't feel equipped to apply to and, and definitely didn't think I would get accepted to. And then landing one that I really, really enjoyed over the summer. And then, you know, getting onto the national committee at PRSSA. I mean, if I hadn't joined that district conference, I don't know that any of those things would have happened. Um, definitely not in that order. <laughs> definitely maybe not at that time. And I can't really imagine my life without these things now. Um, and the way that my career path is headed, I'm so excited for. I'm excited for the opportunities. I'm excited to not necessarily know what I'm going to do or where I'm going to be, but um to know what I enjoy and to know what I'm looking for, because that's kind of the most important part and the rest will kind of work itself out from there. I think. I love that really is so inspiring hearing like how you went from one thing to another. And now all of like your resume must be huge with all of these things that <laughs> you've accomplished. 
but yeah, I know everyone always says like, don't get too set on one career path because it changes so much. But like, like I, every like couple months will rewrite my five-year plan. And then like, oh, yeah. I look back and I'm like, that is so not, that is so not yeah. what I'm doing right now. Correct. <laughs> Correct. You know, it's like, I'm 21 right now. Um, my Taylor Swift birthday is in May. And, you know, it's like, I had this total misconception of who I was going to be. Like if you had asked 16 year old Aaron where she would be right now, I would have not told you this. <laughs> I don't know what I would have told you, but it would not have been this and it would have been completely unrealistic. Um, and you know, the me now saying who I'm going to be when I'm 25 is probably completely wrong and unrealistic as well. Um, but I think that's kind of the fun of it is just kind of rolling with it, looking back, laughing about it. Um, I think, I think that's the whole journey, right? That's the whole point. Yeah. Now it's on the record. So when you're 25, yeah. you can listen back to it and, yeah. you'll be like, oh. and I'm going to laugh at myself. No. <laughs> well, it's always good to like, like I'm such a person that always has a plan, but it's mm-hmm. always good to like be realistic as well and know that this is what I'd like to do, but I'm open to whatever comes at me. Definitely. That's, I feel the exact same. Like I love, I love knowing what's coming next. I love having things planned out. You know, I do events. <laughs> events are so planning heavy. Um, but it's, it's just, it's never going to go according to plan. It's, it's never going to. So you, you have to plan and want it to be that way, but also just know that things are going to change. And honestly, probably for the better, <laughs> even if it doesn't feel like that. Well, that's a great mindset to have. All right. So now for our final segment, we're going to do a little bit of a PR lightning round. So this one's more about just you and your interests right now. So what is your favorite TV show at the moment? I am currently watching Nine Perfect Strangers on Hulu and really, really enjoying it. What's it about? Um, It's kind of like a mystery psychological drama, I guess, is how I'd categorize it. It has a great cast. Melissa McCarthy's in it. It's these nine people that go to this like, quote, health wellness center. Um, But really, they're being, you know, kind of manipulated in a way. I don't know, I haven't finished it. Mm -hmm. So I'm not really sure how it ends. But um, I really like it. (laughs) It's something different for sure. Cool. Maybe I'll check that out. Mm -hmm. Um, What is your go to coffee order? That's a good one. So I'm not like a huge coffee drinker. Um, so honestly, my typical Starbucks order is a strawberry acai refresher and I get lemonade instead of water and I don't get any of the dried berries. That makes sense. I have to be really tired to actually order a coffee. <laughs> Interesting. I feel like coffee and PR go so hand in hand. I don't know why. I know it's the caffeine. It messes with mm-hmm. me. <laughs> the caffeine in the, in the strawberry acai. There is, but it's such a low amount that it, it never, it never really hits me. (laughs) How do you make it through the day? I don't know. (laughs) I honestly don't know. Lots of cold water, I think. (laughs) Um, Why do you love public relations? I love public relations because it is so versatile and flexible and it's this like perfect combination of writing and creativity and talking to people and strategy and just all of these things like bound into one thing that is actually a million different things all at the same time. So, you know, you can have a job in PR and every two years have a completely different job. 
even if you're NPR every single time. Um, and I think there's something so special about that. And the fact that PR professionals get to solve issues and like actually make a difference, whether it's just in companies, in the environment, you know, in communities, like that is so, so special. And not a lot of people get to say that their jobs like actually make a difference, whether it's, you know, on a large scale or a small scale. And so it's just, it's super exciting to see that it's, so exciting to get to work with people, to work with brands. Um, I just love it. <laughs> yeah. I remember when I like was first coming to college and also first like learning about what PR was. And I know there's so many different aspects of it, but I always thought like PR and journalism were like really, really hand in hand and really similar. And now I'm like, oh, PR is actually a lot more like marketing, but also yeah. a lot of advertising. And I know that there still is like the journalism sector of PR. So it's, it's so cool that there's so many different like things you could do within it, but also that you can work in any industry in the world that like, oh, yeah. you can be so passionate cool. about anything. And then there's a PR role there. Like that is, Definitely. that is the cool. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. What is your dream job? That is a good question. Um, I feel like my dream job changes basically every day. Um, but I think it would be really cool to work for like the comms team for a really big, um, like CPG brand with like a really cool DEI um, effort in place. Like just, just a company, not necessarily that like in the DEI department, but just like a company that has a lot of purpose, a company that really believes in their purpose and everything they do kind of aligns with it. Um, there's a lot of those out there. I feel like name dropping is <laughs> like, I don't want to leave any out um, because there's a lot out there, but I definitely want to work with like consumer goods, hospitality, um, you know, lifestyle brands like that, that, you know, brands like that, that then also have a purpose that are trying to make a difference that believe in more than just selling their product. Love that. You're definitely, you're definitely going to do it. I can't wait to see it happen. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I hope so. I'll report back. All right. How do you unwind after a long day? That's a good question. I think um, most often I sit on the couch with my roommates and we watch TV. Um, that's such a basic answer, but that's really what it is. Lately, I've also been watching Ted Lasso. That's a great way to unwind. Love that great show. show. Um, I probably should have said that as my favorite recent show because I'm actually obsessed with it. Um, that with like some cookies right out of the oven or like popcorn and M&Ms, just like a good snack, mm -hmm. um, some good TV, maybe listening to Taylor Swift, not while the TV is playing, but like in another moment, you know. <laughs> I was also going to ask like who your favorite artist is right now, but I feel like Taylor Swift is the answer. Yeah. I mean, I would be lying if I didn't say Taylor Swift. Like Harry Styles is a close second. I'm pretty predictable. Um, but I would definitely be lying if it if I did not say Taylor Swift. <laughs> There's a super big moment coming up with her. So yeah. That is yes. exciting. Yes. Um, what about podcasts? In addition to PRSSA podcasts, have you been listening to any podcasts? Do you have any go-tos? I do. So I am a huge true crime fan and my favorite podcast is my favorite murder other than the PRSSA podcast, of course. But um, outside of that, my favorite murder is absolutely my favorite podcast. It's a true crime comedy podcast, which sounds a little bit messed up, but I promise it's not. Um, it's great. If you're into true crime or comedy or both, you should definitely check it out. <laughs> cool. All right. 
Do you have any last parting words for the audience? Anything you want to say about anything? Hmm. I think, you know, if I could just impart some wisdom, if I have any on everybody listening, it would just be um, to, to put yourself out there in a way that maybe makes you uncomfortable, not unsafe, but uncomfortable. That steps out of your comfort zone because I feel like where I am today never would have happened if I stayed comfortable. Um, and every single thing that I applied for, I didn't feel qualified for <laughs> But, you know, that doesn't mean I didn't get it because I did get it. I did get a lot of positions along the way. And um, they all led to who I am today and where I am today. And none of that would have happened if I didn't kind of push myself and say, okay, you know, maybe you don't get it, but that's fine. Um, you know, it, it's worth it for the experience and truly just putting yourself out there, trying things, even if they don't go well, or you get rejected, whatever it may be, putting yourself out there and getting a little bit uncomfortable. It's worth it. I love that. That is amazing advice. I definitely agree. It's always, you're always going to regret it. If you don't try, like I still to this day, like I didn't join PRSSA till my sophomore year. And I'm still like, why didn't I join it my freshman year? So <laughs> never look back, just go for it. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But at least you can say that you try. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Erin. You are an amazing guest. All of this wisdom is going to be so helpful to our fellow PRSSA students. Um, yeah. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you so much. Yeah, you too. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much to Erin for joining us today. It was truly a pleasure getting to discuss the district conference, her current position, and everything that's happened over the last couple of years and just reflecting on that. So be sure to take her advice, get involved, put yourself out there, get out of your comfort zone. It is the best thing that you can do. All right, stay tuned for the next episode of the PRSSA podcast. Signing off, this was Kimberly. Thank you so much. <laughs>